I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, start in Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, spell a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah So it's been a while, not a Tuesday, but it is a hot stove day, sort of. A lot of stuff's happened in baseball, but not on the player transaction front, although we do have one move that took place. Brother, the offseason is officially underway because the Blue Jays side, Robbie Ray, one year, $8 million. Takes about a little bit less than a week from when the offseason officially starts. We finally get a move. Let's go, brother. This is the move we were waiting for. Now we're going to start cooking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the the first move of the offseason, and as baseball is not here anymore, unfortunately, we have to wait till February, and Hopefully. it's the first move, Robbie Ray, with staying with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, thinking of that, you know what, I once I saw this, I was like, okay, you know what, I didn't think he was going to have a big market, in my opinion, so I think that, you know what, and I've seen – we've seen this before, man, where players will get traded to Toronto and they want to stay. I've seen that a lot. And, but you know what? For Toronto, I think that so far the the big fish – this is this is the – we always talk about free agency with baseball, the big fish. <laughs> what And the first – you go fishing. Here's the, the, the metaphor for you. You go out to the dock. It's free agency is the river. Or the ocean, deep sea, wherever the hell you're fishing. So, what you do is you take your fishing pole, which is your team, and you throw it into the free agent pond. And what do you do? You're hoping to reel in that big fish. Nope, you reel in Robbie Ray. And for the Blue Jays, I guess that is their big fish. One year, how much was it? One year, eight mil? Yeah, I'm actually surprised it was that much, honestly, because is, Bobby Ray was garbage lot. last year. Like, yeah, he up. is. And you, like, we you, both like him, but he has his flaws. Oh, that that's putting it mildly, man. And the He's one thing, bad. you know what? You did point this out. You said this perfectly, brother. The one thing about Robbie Ray is his control. He, he puts too many people on base, mm-hmm. too many walks. and the home run. Yep, and it's too inconsistent. And – the one thing we were hoping that the Yankees would get him, we didn't get him, and we're looking back now. Thank God we didn't. But for the Blue Jays, we got to face him now. He's in the division uh, for another year. But um, for the Blue Jays, you know what I say? I like this signing. Get helps their uh, pitching depth, helps them out a little bit. But the first sign, I, I we need to see more, man. I know it was a shortened season. Uh, MLB lost money because of COVID nineteen. But we got to see more. There's a lot more going on. But this yeah. move, the first – when I saw it, I was like, really? This is the first move? <laughs> yeah, it was so underwhelming. But, like, it never starts off with a bang in free agency for baseball, really. No, it like, doesn't. it always starts slow. But I have bad news for everyone looking for um quick offseason. It's not going to happen. No? You don't think? No. Um, I was reading the article that Jeff Passon wrote, our boy. He was saying that – he thinks activity can start to pick up after Thanksgiving. He thinks okay. that's when it might okay. actually, like, you might see some small stuff at least. But he's definitely worried because the teams don't want to spend 
but he did say that he thinks DJ LeMayhew could get resolved quickly. He didn't put an exact time frame on it, but I'm assuming that might mean before Thanksgiving, if he said quickly, I'm hoping. And then he said Marcus Simeon as well. So here's what's going on with DJ and a few of the other players that accepted the didn't accept the qualifying offer, but got offered. So Trevor Bauer declined it, obviously. The qualifying offer is one year for around $19 million, for those that don't know. The reason it gets offered is so the team can get a draft pick if the person walks in free agency. So the Reds can at least get a pick if, if um, the Angels sign Trevor Bauer, for example. JT got it. Springer got it. Um, sorry. DJ got it. Um, Marcus Stroman got it. Kevin Gausman got it. And I think Gausman might accept it, and Stroman's probably going to decline it along with everyone else. Okay, so you so you think the qualifying offers, uh, out of all those players, only one is going to probably accept it? That yeah, think? I think Kevin Gausman might because that's a good deal for him. It's right. $19 million for a year, and he probably wouldn't get that in a longer deal. Absolutely not. So I think it would make sense for him to accept it, uh, unless he thinks he could somehow get like more money in the long term. I don't know, but... Stroman, they say, won't accept it. I think it wouldn't be the worst move for him to accept it, actually, because he could rebuild his value after not playing last year. But right. he's seeking a longer-term deal, and they some view him as the second-best option on the market behind Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I, uh, with this, I'm going to tell you this. Um, with the qualifying offers and everything, you know what? It's always – Jules, always with this, they always throw out a lot of money and nine times out of ten, the player's not going to accept it. That's the, yeah. way I, that's the way I get it. Most of the time, it doesn't get accepted. I actually asked the question on Twitter. I was like, how often does this get accepted? And then someone's like, Kevin Gosman might accept his. I'm like, okay, yes, that's true. But it has to be a small percentage. Last right. year, um, Cole even got it. Like, I think Rendon got it. Like a lot of players got it. This is actually like the fewest amount I've seen because no one wants to actually give out that much money right now. So six players is kind of low. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just Gosman, honestly. There's not much of a story here. The only story is that Wednesday's the day that that's officially needs to be decided by. Okay. So you might see some small movements there. Maybe you'll see Gosman accepts his. Everyone else declines it, and maybe some stuff, some small stuff starts to happen. Maybe some trades. There's been a lot of talk about Francisco Lindor, but should we get to that or should we talk about the embarrassment that took place in Boston on Friday when Alex Cora you know was what? rehired? You know what? I want to get And there's Steve Cohen in the Mets too. There's so, so much stuff. Rookie you know, of the year tonight. Yeah, you know what? I want to start off with the um the complete embarrassment that is the bo- what the Boston Red Sox did. I, I wanna I know you wanna go in on it and I'm gonna go in on it as well. So let's go into it yes. with that. Before we rip them, there's two other notes that are important. That since we haven't done baseball in a minute, Tony LaRusso is now the White Sox manager. I thought it was I a strange hire. That. What are your odds? What are your thoughts on it? I mean, I found it kind of weird. The guy, I thought he would wouldn't want to manage again. I mean, I like, saw him last year too. It's crazy. The thing I know, right? That's it's <laughs> insane. It's um, I when I saw that, I'm like, wait, Tony LaRusso. Really? He's coming out of retirement to co- to manage the White Sox? Really? Uh, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of flat I was flabbergasted by it because his history of with uh St. where he was in St. Louis, why he would want to come out of retirement. He didn't he doesn't have anything to prove. To me, Jules, you wanna know what this feels like? It's like a Bill Parcells type of thing. That's the way I see it. 
It's it, it gives off that kind of vibe. He hasn't managed in – I think the last time they said he managed, what, was 2011, I think? Yeah, it's been a long time, and he's been, been a coach of young years. White Sox team. Honestly, I thought that this was the move to get A.J. Hinch when they fired their manager. That's what I thought they were doing. I really thought it was going to be Hinch that took the job. Instead, he goes to Detroit. So at least the Astros don't hire back Hinch for whatever that's worth. Although Lunau still denies that he knew about the cheating, the GM that's out of baseball still. Carlos Beltran still doesn't have a job, despite the fact he didn't even get suspended, actually. Nothing even happened to Beltran except the fact that the Mets just fired him. So you wonder if he'll get back in the game in any capacity. But um, it's really interesting, the managerial carousel right now. Right. But the Red Sox and Alex Cora, like, we've been talking about this for a while. I think we both knew that this was kind of lurking in the shadows, that the Red Sox would go down this road. Got to give Jared Carabas credit because he called this the whole time. And he said it last year, like around the time it happened, he would be back like easily. Yeah, I'm going uh, to tell you this. When I saw this and I saw the finalists and I said, Alex Cora, I'm literally thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. This guy, why would you even entertain this after what he did? <laughs> it's so such a charade. They, too, and once I saw they me. signed him, I'm going to tell you this right now. You, you want to hear me get animated? Here we go. The Boston Red Sox are an embarrassment to not only baseball, but to, to the entirety of sports in the, in the world and the United States of America. Can't this is an it. embarrassment, okay? This guy is a proven cheater. <laughs> twice, he was, by the way. Twice. He was also one of the culprits to start the cheating, okay? Mm-hmm. This is embarrassing, Boston. A storied franchise. One, 1912, Fenway was built. 1912. The Red Sox had so much excellence. They go 80, 80, however, 85, 84, 86 years without winning a championship. They finally do it. They finally get back to what they were. They're winning ways. They hire Alex Cora. They win a World Series with him. He's a proven cheater. The guy, and you know what? Forgive me with this, saying this, Alex Cora is an asshole. That's what he is, Alex Cora. (laughs) I don't, there is no, he's, there's no place in baseball for cheating exact what they did in Houston. And he goes to Boston, he gets fired. Boston, you know what? You did the right thing. He's suspended. You should not even entertain. You should not even allow him outside on Yawkey way, let alone be the manager for Christ's sakes. You know what? It's It's pathetic. (laughs) It's so crazy because we met him last year too before all this happened and yeah, so much has happened him. since we met him and it's so crazy and i really wish i never took that picture now oh everything that's happened honestly. i'm happy i didn't get in it <laughs> yeah you you got lucky with that one i would have went back in time and like pushed myself out and been like nah this guy's would you have used the time stone on the infinity yeah, gauntlet i can't believe it that was the first guy we met out there but honestly what a year it's been since all that's happened. Honestly, I just can't believe it. It's been less than a year all this has taken place. We find out shortly after the meetings that Cora was involved in this heavily, like mm-hmm. three weeks later maybe. Yeah. In January, he gets fired. And then he's back already Yeah, in what? November of the next year. But it really – it's just like, why, Boston? Why, like – they set this up the whole time and do this. That's the crazy thing about it because they hired a lame duck in Ron Renneke who had a horrible <laughs> roster and no one, no one could have done a thing 
with that team that was presented with in front of the Red Sox this year. I don't even care if Joe Torre was managing that team. They would not go anywhere fast. And yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm saying t- he's the best manager of all time, but I just use him as a fun example. I'm going to tell you this, bro. Uh, w- this precedent that the Red Sox set just basically proves that you could do the most horrible thing ever, get a slap on the wrist, and say, oh, it's okay, come back and manage us. Because- yeah, Why? at least A.J. Hitch is a new team, for Christ's sakes. Like, I can respect that a little bit more. I mean, it's not great either, but, like, at least he's moved on, like, with a new team, which you could argue actually puts him in a better position because the Astros are fading fast, but that's a whole other discussion. I just can't believe they did this like how they did it because they tried to slide in around the time they thought Biden might get elected, not to talk about that stuff, but that's like when they announced it on Friday. Right. They tried to like bury it basically. The Red Sox owner isn't even owning up to it tomorrow. They're having a press conference and Henry's not going. So it's, that's wonderful too. It's just such a bad look. It's, but, it's, imba- it's an embarrassment to baseball. It really is. Well, it's really on Rob Manfred, too, of course, because he lets this happen. So, like, if the, he was stronger, this wouldn't happen. But the Red Sox are just, like, I just don't like how, like, they pretended it might not have been him because they were saying there was other candidates, and then they said that Bloom really liked Folds, but he got overpowered by the players. And they said the media even had a script in this, too, that they really wanted him back. Like, everyone just set it up to bring him back. It's why here's my question why in the blue this boston media the same boston media is that's dissing bill belichick yeah they're real smart people up there let me tell you i it's it makes absolutely no sense to me why anybody in their right mind would want this asshat as their manager again i don't understand it makes no sense i don't mean to curse i'm sorry it's just it's really well no it's fucking bullshit honestly no it's ridiculous it's it's ridiculous why (laughs) Should Alex Cora even be allowed to manage again, let alone go back to the Red Sox? Yeah, you win a World Series in 2018. I get it. whoop de frickin do You are a cheater. You are one of the culprits to get started on that cheating with all the garbage uh, garbage cam banging, the cameras in the dugout. It's pathetic. It's absolutely disgusting. The Red Sox, this is embarrassment. And people, Red Sox fans are happy about this. What are you guys yeah, happy they're rejoicing. about? rejoicing. Everyone's so pumped that he's back. Like, what are you guys so pumped about? What does he bring to the team? Oh, <laughs> because your team sucked this year? Oh, he's going to bring a different form of cheating so you guys could win more games? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here with Bro. that shit. I'm, I, that is embarrassing for baseball. Not all, The Red Sox are just – I'm telling you, this organization, this storied franchise – Fenway Park, I have to say, one of the night, one of the best places to watch a ball game, needs to be renovated. By the way, yeah, hopefully but, we go back next yeah. year. I do agree, it has to be renovated. Yeah, but this is an embarrassment and leaves a skid mark on the Red Sox uh, storied history because you just beer. brought back a man that not only embarrassed your organization but embarrassed the entire Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think it's pathetic. It's disgusting. I don't agree with it at all. I think the Red Sox made a huge mistake, and they will pay for it because I don't see the Red Sox being good anytime soon. And not even Alex Cora's magical ways of cheating will be able to bring them back to what they were in 2018. That's where I have spoken. Red Sox, you guys get the biggest hee-haw. You guys are playing hee-haw with the fuck-around gang and hiring this, this clown back. This isn't Halloween. There's no joker here. Get rid of this guy. Red Sox... 
I, I can't even do this anymore. Jesus, with this team. So embarrassing. It's just like, I can't even bring it into words, honestly. You hit it on the head, but like, just the fact that they just like ignore it, like it didn't happen, like it's just a slap in the yeah, wrist, like nothing happened. First of all, he's probably laughing too because um, he only had to miss sixty games. The team was absolutely terrible anyway, and he's right back at it. And no one wanted to deal with the season this year anyway during the pandemic, so he got a huge break here. I do have a quick question. Circumstances. I happen. do have a quick question for you. Yeah. In terms ask. of the Red Sox, they're, they're um luxury tax situation aren't they in hell like they're not good well they actually cleared that so there's rumors they're going to be looking to spend this year but the problem is a couple things with them chris sale still not returning till june at least because of his tommy that's a lot of money what chris sale are you getting when he comes back obviously second quick thing is aguaro rodriguez has serious health concerns i'm not sure about him but hopefully he's able to go next year Mm-hmm. And then J.D. Martinez was absolutely terrible without right. the video this year. So is that who he is? Is he somewhere in between of what he normally is? Like, he, they need to figure that out. And he's making a lot of money, too. And they have no pitching still. So the Red Sox have a long way to go, even with Cora back. That's why it's not really that big of a deal. It's just the principle of what happens and like how it went down. And the Red Sox tried to pretend there was other candidates. But once you heard Alex Cora was in it, like, come on. You knew that they were going to hire him. Like, there's no way they weren't going to hire him once he's in it. I, I, to me, I just think the Red Sox – didn't even Sox, interview with another team either. Like, it was all set up. I th- literally, when you sit down and look at it, the way I see it is the Red Sox said, oh, you're suspended. Come back. We'll, we'll see. We'll act like we're interviewing candidates, but you'll be back. That's the way. Yeah, that's and what to happened. Me, that basic that that sets a precedent. That's like telling a murderer, "Oh, you're um, you're you murdered somebody. Oh, you know, go to jail for for ten years. Come back and you'll have your job again." Look at Craig. Look at Craig Carton. What he he got his job back, but I, but what he did honestly when when you look at something like that, he I don't think he he's a bad person. He doesn't need to be punished and shunned out like that. He just made a lot of mistakes. But when you, that's basically telling somebody who's a bad person, oh, just sit in timeout, telling a baby, you just go sit in timeout and come back and play. Like in football, too. Oh, Antonio, the Antonio Brown situation, too. Oh, you know, you're, you're accused of rape. That's okay. Sit out eight games and come back and play like nothing's – it just doesn't sit right. It's, does, it's not right. It's disgusting. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's sickening that what took place and that they just wipe it away. Manfred is just doing nothing except enabling all this stuff because he's still white with his punishments. He should have been suspended at least two softy. years, Cora. I just don't understand how we just let this happen. Everything's going crazy with baseball now, but let's move forward to something more positive yeah. for the area. Let's how about it. Steve Cohen and the Mets? Finally, I'm happy. Listen, we talked about this last time we did baseball. There was a rumor going around that uh, the the mayor of New York, who's one of the biggest ass clowns we've ever seen in uh, de Blasio, was trying to block Steve Cohen from buying the team. Why? Mm-hmm. No idea. But Steve Cohen finally got the sale. He is now the owner of the Mets. The Wilpons are gone. 
and Will Pond's got cod. They got cod. And another thing, I will tell you this: I the one thing so I do like. Grand wagon, they get the entire front oh, office. All, all literally, that was. <laughs> I love what he said. I love what he did too. Once he once he got it approved, he's like, "Yeah, get out. You're done. I'm cleaning house." <laughs> I don't think the Mets are going to be a clown show. This Steve Cohen's going to have them be. You said it. They're going to spend money. They're going to be a different team. Yeah, and, they're going to spend money. And. I, I just truly think they can take advantage of the marketplace too in the weak time. Oh, Cohen's absolutely. Not oh, hurt, Cohen's not hurting for, for money. Sure, man. Oh, st- oh, definitely not. Definitely not. When you look at, look, Steve Cohen, let's get a uh, real quick. We'll tell everybody uh, what Steve Cohen is all about. Steve Cohen <laughs> is an American billionaire hedge fund manager and now the owner of the Mets. And. He's the founder of Hedge Fund Point 72. So he's a multi-billionaire. Oh, and Jules, you ready for what his net, net worth is? Mm-hmm. $14.6 billion. He actually makes more than the next three richest owners combined. So Cohen's coming into a world that no one's even near his strategy. Oh, yeah. And, and so how, I'm much really did, curious how much was to the see sale what he's for? Do. do you know how much the sale was for? Um. Wasn't it? Was it no, five? Hold, to, let, let me, me check that. Actually, I, I gotta see. What I'm gonna it look was. that up right now. Let's see how much it is. Cements, okay, oh, oh, it was two point four billion. Yeah, but they probably got hurt with everything going on. I think that's why the Wilpon sold it now. Coronavirus actually made them sell because they didn't want to lose any more money on it. Yeah. That's the reason that they did this now. This wasn't supposed to happen this quickly. And you know what? Here's here, Julian. You and I, as diehard Yankee fans, when you look at the Mets, that the clown show they've been for the last decade past few decades steve cohen he's not messing around he, i was gonna say this he's not what would you what do we do if they somehow stole dj got trevor bauer got jt real mudo and george springer they just took the gauntlet out of everyone and what if steve cohen steve cohen's also not going to care about the luxury tax that's the last thing on his mind <laughs> so he might really stretch the vets payroll the levels we haven't seen He's probably this is what and the thing if he is actually he, got all four of those players. Oh my god. I, I think I'll tell you this out of those four players, I could see them getting at least two of them. Yeah. No, if the Yankees let the Mets steal DJ, that's not gonna go well. Like no, the Yankees no. can't I, let that happen. Well, if they if the if DJ LeMayhew decides to pull a Curtis Granderson and go to um the Mets, um, I think the Yankees definitely need to trade for Lindor, but that's a, we're going to get there soon. Actually, we're getting there, but no, I think that realistically, I think you saw me tweet this probably or Dan Fabrico tweeted about the Mets, how he thinks they could be in play for those three. And then, um, Pal Bauer, JT and Springer, I think he was saying, and I was saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they get JT and Springer. I think they could end up getting those two. Bauer, I mean, they could maybe try that with him, but I think he might want to just go to San Diego. We'll see. The White yeah. Sox are in play for Bauer. Also, the Yankees are going to be out on him probably from everything I've heard, unfortunately. What, be out on Bauer? Unless things change, yeah. No, no. Because Federico said the Yankees aren't really looking at Bauer and uh, Stroman and JT. Don't expect those guys. He said they were looking at Charlie Morton, though. That excites me a little bit. And then they said Garrett Richards, which does not excite me at all, really, because he, that guy has a million Tommy Johns. He hasn't pitched 200 innings since like 2014. Or 15, I don't know why so, the Yankees would even yeah, entertain. That's just like that. a depth failure. I hate when they do that, though. Like that's like a that's like a four or five fifth starter. Like come on. But anyway. 
Um, so that's some notes for some stuff going on. I, I will say this. I just looked this up. Steve Cohen is now the richest owner in baseball, and he's and he just took yeah. the lead over the – I didn't even know this – the Detroit Tigers owner, Marion Iltich. It's the yeah, they're owner. saying the Tigers might be willing to spend two this year now that they hire the going to want to go play in Detroit? That's my question. Well, they have A.J. Hinch now who is a good manager despite what happened, but he has to go through the cheating – resolutions as well but the t- he actually is in a good spot because he's similar to what he inherited with the astros when he had to rebuild that mess so it's no, no, not he did. the worst even thing with, for him. even with the cheating he did do a good i'll give him that he did build them up though yeah but we're gonna have to see what happens but i think the mets realistically they're gonna get more pitching help too they're, i think they'll definitely get springer or jt if not both of them I, I think, think JT Springer's to the, the Mets most likely. Is, I think JT to the Mets is inevitable. Yeah, like everyone's saying the Phillies are going to resign him, but nah, I wouldn't nah, be so he, sure about that. I don't that. think. Oh, can I be honest with you? I don't think he was happy in Philly. Yeah, I've also heard rumors he's not a New York guy, so that's interesting. I don't know how true that is. Uh, you know what? People might say they're not New York people, and then they come to New York, and they're like, oh, I love it here. They, well, they, they said that Cohen's going to control the offseason because people might be waiting out to see like when he can make offers and stuff. That's another big storyline. I don't think he can actually start like paying free agents to like a month or so. Really? He can't just start signing people like right this second. I think he has a plan, and he's going to do as fast as he can – He's going to come up with a game plan. I, th- I think that Steve Cohen uh, buying the Mets, to me, I wanted to see A-Rod and J-Lo buy the Mets, but um, I, Steve Cohen is really – I think Mets fans should be happy that the Wilpons are out the door. That they got fooled by Bernie Madoff. <laughs> it's they it just – it's I, I still can't – when you told oh me that God. years ago, I'm like, wait, they got fooled by him? And yeah, you said that, that almost bankrupt the, the team? Yeah, it was a bad situation, but – they're on to better days now. I think they can build a real competitive force. I told Varage on this as well. I was just like, it just depends if they live up to it and if the guys stay healthy. They're going to put a competitive product on the field next year. We're just going to have to see if it holds up. Yeah, it's uh, we'll see what's going on. But I think that um, the one thing – so, Jules, you think the manager will stay too? Um, as of now, yes, that's, that seems to be the indication Okay. because I think, um, he has a relationship with, um, who's the two that he brought in with him. I'm trying to think it was, um, Steve Cohen came in with Alderson. There we go. Alderson has a working relationship with Rojas. So I think they're going to end up keeping him. Okay. Okay. So um, we'll see if that changes. Think- There's rumors that could bring Beltron on the staff maybe because of what happened with him and how the other guys have jobs. I don't know how true that is, if that's actually going to happen. Your thoughts if he gets on the staff? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I think, you know what, Beltron had something to do with the cheating. And yeah, the same thing. With, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He, I, think, I think it's different than Cora. I think that Alex Cora was the culprit. He just went along with it. But I, I'm going to tell you this. I think you have to hold him to the same standard as Cora. But Cora got a second chance. I don't think he deserves it. But the Mets did the right thing. Let him go right away. Uh, I do think he deserves a second chance, though. I don't think Beltran's a bad person. When Beltran was with the Yankees, Julian, you heard this. Everyone loved Carlos Beltran. No, not yeah. one person 
had something negative to say about Carlos Beltran. Yeah, he did he make a mistake? Yeah, he yeah. did, but I don't think he's a bad person. I think Alex Cora is a bad person. That's the way I feel. <laughs> yeah, because he did a little bit more. You know, yeah. Beltran wasn't innocent by any means, like you said. Absolutely not. He did. He made a lot of mistakes in 2017. He he did help come up with the scheme. It was player driven, supposedly. So take that for what it's worth. But yeah, I think he could get a job in the game again. He's not going to manage, I don't think, right away this time. He's going to have no, to be no, an no. assistant he'll, or something. He'll, but no, he'll get a job I don't and, know if the he'll... Mets will bring him back. We're going to have to see if they want. Maybe they just want to wipe the slate clean with everything. It looks right. like they might want to go in that direction. But, I mean, they could put him on the staff. I don't think anyone will really bat an eye, especially after Hinch and Cora came back. But we're going to have to see. But the Mets – Definitely have a lot to be excited about this offseason. And they're in it for Lindor, too. And the Indians would much rather trade him to the Mets. Because I saw something that said, this should not surprise you at all. The Indians are really hoping the Mets will be in it. And for those that don't know, we're talking about Lindor a lot. And you know what? We're just going to go to it now because it's a big story. Yeah, yeah, we'll move on to it, yeah. What's up, G&T Nation? Have you checked out our YouTube channel yet? Subscribe to us at Grunt Talks MLB. Also, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now back to the show. Lindor is most likely getting traded by the time the season rolls around. Yeah, his days year. in his days in Cleveland are over. The Indians don't want to pay him. They've made that abundantly clear at this point, especially because they dropped Brad Hand for only $10 million, and he's well worth that with how well he's pitched. So they let that money go. No one else claims him, which is really surprising to me and not great for his climate, but... Lindor is going to get 21 next year. The Indians don't want to pay him. I was able to talk to Bob Clapfish, yes, and he said that the Yankees will definitely take a run at Lindor. They've had their eye on him for the last two years. It really depends on how much they're willing to spend this offseason in terms of budget, which is still the big question. There's been rumors, but nothing's been confirmed yet. And once that question's answered, then they're going to have to see what happens with DJ and all that. So... Uh, the Yankees are definitely going to be in it, but how much are they willing to give? And here's my big question to you. Mm-hmm. Would you give up Frazier or Luke Voigt for, for Lindor if you had to? Yes, I would. Which, which one would you, be more, would you be more inclined to trade? Well, here's the thing that um, with that, we got to find, if um, we let go of Voigt, we got to find a, um, another first baseman. But if we let go of Frazier, which will be hard to do after the, how, how uh, well he played in, in his uh this year with all the injuries to the outfield but i think the outfield we have so much depth i would be if we had to trade frazier listen do it if you're getting a once in a lifetime player in francisco lindor who not only brings a completely different dynamic in the field he's so great there but a lefty bat and at yankee stadium and could do and he could do so many things for you makes playing baseball look easy. I think you have to pull the trigger. He's just and you know what? He would be a perfect Yankee. I think he really do. He really would. I think that um Francisco Lindor, I could just see it now. I could just see him in pinstripes and hearing at Yankee Stadium uh now batting uh where Jules, will he play second or short? Well, here's what would have to happen with that. He would be the automatic shortstop for okay. the questions. I mean do they get him and DJ? Then you put DJ at first base and Torres back at second. A lot of people want Torres back at second. That's a huge conversation around Yankee land. You could go with DJ at first, like I said. You put Torres back at second. You trade Luke Voigt. 
Or you could also trade Clint Frazier and then you maybe let DJ walk and you keep Luke Voy at first base and you put Torres at second. Okay. That's a possibility, but then you'd have to get a left fielder because we don't want Garner starting a left, obviously. No, no, we don't. No. So, and I don't think Talkman's ready, unfortunately, after the disappointing year last year. Could they look at Michael Brantley at that point? Again, it depends how much you're willing to spend. Right. But he's also a DH type, too, which is a problem with Stanton. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. It's, it's going to be it, interesting to see what happens because the Indians really need outfield hitting. That's why Quinn Frazier's name will continue to come up because that's the best guy we could send them. It's, it's going to – you know what? This is a lot harder to think about than I thought it would be. When you think about Francisco Lindor and trying to make a trade, I think it's a no-brainer, but in our situation, it might be a little bit more diff- – it might be more difficult than people think. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I think if we have an opportunity and we can find some pieces and it, it just makes our lineup more lethal, I think that we need lefty bats and we need some yes. help. And I think that getting one of the best players at his position in baseball, I think it's a no brainer. And I think that Brian Cashman has to at least entertain the option. I think that he should do that. It's going to be entertained for sure. It's, I think it's something that the Yankees organization would be inclined to strongly consider. And listen, getting us over the hump is getting more help in on the offense. We had a lot of injuries and listen, hate to say it, knock on wood injuries to us seems like they don't go away very easily. So the one thing that I think is we, the Yankees, just have to. I think it. I think Francisco Lindor to the Yankees makes way, way too much sense. I think that it's um something that will make the Yankees so much better, especially with next year hopefully getting a full 162 game season. Yep, that's up in the air as well. Yeah, exa- exactly. That's why I'm say saying that. hopefully, but. Uh, I do think we'll get over 120. I think 125, definitely. It's because yeah, of I'll talk about that in basketball. They get they're only missing 10 games, 72 games. Yeah, season. it really it's it's so up in the air. What I will say is that yeah, with Lindor, I'm all for it. I'm all aboard the Lindor train. Choo choo, let's do it. Uh, let's get it going and make Francisco Lindor Yankee. I, I I Jules, I know you would love it. The last time. I think it would just make us so much better and just really help us out. And another thing we need to do for the Yankees, in my opinion, is just get another bullpen arm. I think if we could get Lindor, get a bullpen arm, and then maybe get a uh, – hopefully bring back Tanaka and then also maybe get a veteran pitcher, not the guy you told me with his Tommy John surgeries, but Charlie Morton feels makes a lot of sense, gets him away from the race. Yeah, Morton feels right. But will Morton actually take that leap and go away from Tampa? Because he might want to go back there. But the Yankees have a shot with Morton. They just got to make it worth his while. The spring training in Tampa helps because his family's actually in Florida. So that's a big thing. And he's much older now. So right, yeah. that's going to play heavily into his decision. But if the Yankees could get Charlie Morton, you bring back Tanaka. I would feel real good about the rotation. Then you have Montgomery, Herman potentially coming back if it's heads on straight. J.B. Garcia will be in the mix, of course. Then you'll have Sebi coming back with the Tommy John in the middle of the season. And Clark Schmidt could potentially be in the mix again. Like They would have a lot of options at that point. But if the Yankees 
had to let Tanaka walk, I would I would be okay with that if they signed Charlie Morton. I could see. Uh, you know what? With that, if they sign Morton, yeah, I'll be okay with that. Then next year they're gonna have to find somebody else because uh, yeah, I know you tweeted. That's the thing. I know you you tweeted this the other day. Do you want the Yankees to bring back uh, Big Maple James Paxton? I'll give you my take. I'm up I, in the air. I, I don't I don't want him back. I think he's I think he's a walking injury. I think he's a tin man, and I just don't think he was. I don't think he is the same person he was when he was in Seattle. Well, I actually kind of agree with you, unfortunately, because Robbie Ray got $8 million. So I think Paxton could ask for like 10 to 12, honestly, and no one would bat an eye because he's better than Robbie Ray, even with the injury concerns. So I think his market's up now because of that deal. And I think the Yankees need to move on because of that. Especially if they're trying to allocate their budget strictly, it's going to be tough. Because Tanaka is more dependable than Maple, unfortunately. Well, it's good for Tanaka, but for Maple, it's not good. Yeah. But Morton would be great. Could the Yankees potentially make a trade for a Kyle Hendricks, maybe from the Cubs? That would be an interesting move because you pair him with Garrett Cole. You have the contrast of the Pete and the finesse pitcher. That would be a nice one-two punch potentially. Right. And then they could explore options in the trade market. John Gray has been talked about. There's a couple people potentially maybe even Luis Castillo if the Reds want to tear it down because it's doubtful they'll get Bauer back so who knows oh, they're oh, going. oh Luis Castillo to the Yankees sign me up Yankees have to oh. give up a haul you're talking about Garcia Schmidt Frazier or Voight probably although they are stuck with Vado so they couldn't do Voight but it would take a lot to get Sign me up for, oh, I love this 150%. They need someone like that. They need a solid second starter. Jules, in your opinion, Castillo, one of the best pitchers in baseball? I think he regressed a little bit this year, but I would still put him in the 10 to 15 range probably. Oh, my. Sign me up. Yeah, but uh, that would be really something. It's it's going to be interesting to see within the next few weeks as this year's this horrible year is almost over everybody so thank god so yeah that's a all positive you guys, thing all this is like six weeks and we're out of here yep, in 2021 around the point we're getting to thankfully and we cannot be happier about that but so what are you willing to give up for Lindor? what's your what's the most you would trade for him and also is there a world you're okay with getting Lindor and letting dj walk and it's kind of it's really hard to say uh letting go of dj listen uh, listen i'll be i've admitted this for you for the past two years i've been the, when we signed dj i said he's a product of course field <laughs> i made, made me look like an asshole so the one thing uh dj lemay he was just a he won the silver slugger also yeah he's he's such a great player doesn't strike out he does anything and everything for you his versatility is second to none um but when it comes to getting somebody like Lindor, I think you really have to consider. And if we could keep both, that would be literally the best of both worlds. But obviously, you know, it doesn't always work that way. So in my opinion, I think that um, I think that if I if we had a chance to get Lindor and get rid of Lemayhew, I would I would consider it. But it would take every ounce of my of my being to do that. Yeah, but, look, I would too, but it's tough. It's it's very tough, man. It's 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 crazy. 
uh, because DJ LeMay, who's not only a fan favorite, he's one of our best players. No, the Yankees have to resign him, but if they get Lindor, I can live. Yeah. Because you would still have Luke Voigt and stuff. You would still have everyone else. And then Lindor would short Torres back at second. But DJ is tough to lose. He just really is because the strikeout compact ability that he has, like he doesn't strike out. He puts the ball in play. Always does Lind- we need him to Lindor hit Lindor the same way or Lindor strikes, in your opinion? His rate's a little higher than DJ's, but it would be good to have the lefty bat in there. I actually do have a fun alternate suggestive, and maybe you could even get him if you only keep one of them. And I'm actually going to hype up this video I'm dropping tonight. Tommy Wasella to the New York Yankees. Okay. I have a lot of reasons for this. Tommy Wasella, he can play the role DJ was supposed to play for us. He's from the area. He went to St. Joe's High School. He's 31. He, um, his strikeout rate was the lowest in MLB last year, 9.7. Really? He puts the bat in the ball. He's very consistent. Well, it was 11.8 with his two – actually, wow, 5.3 with his two teams. Incredible. But he is a good hitter. He hit 295 before he went down last year. He had a career year, 16 homers, 49 RBIs in half a season. He put up a war of two. And this year he put up 1.2 in just 60 games. He's a lefty hitter. He bounces out the lineup. He can play all over the infields. He can put the bat on the ball. He could be a good matchup guy for righties, good pinch hitter off the bench, probably take like five to $7 million, sign for a year or two. I'm telling you, it'll be great depth. Even if you have to start him, you wouldn't be in a bad position either. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that, you know what? That's a very interesting, uh, take. You know what? Maybe that could work out. Definitely. Um, but if you get one of DJ or Lindor, I would consider this heavily. Yeah. If you get both of them, then there's no space for him, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. But I would love for him to replace Tyler Wade. Yeah. Except the fact, the problem is Lestella can't play short. He plays first, third, and second. So he can move around a little bit. He could break up the strikeouts. I think he'd be a great depth piece. Also, he might make some sense for the Mets, too, since they never got anything out of Jet Lowry for two years. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do agree with that, absolutely. Uh, Jules, I'm looking something up. Mark Feinstein. Carlos, wait, is that? No, that's Springer. I thought that was Correa. I'm like, that's not what do you say uh, about Springer? Uh, it just says right here he posted one free agent each MLB team should target this offseason. For the Yankees, yeah, it was Charlie Morton. Mets, it's uh, JT. Angels, uh, Trevor Bauer. That would of be course. perfect for them. Yeah, they have uh, to. Twins, uh, Stroman. To talk about, too. The yeah, Cardinals getting Springer. Justin Turner's a free agent, too. Yeah, I think the Dodgers will get him back, although. The Blue Jays, it says. Hoover Turner. It said that the, he thinks the Blue Jays should sign Justin Turner. Interesting. Well, I think that um, the Dodgers will be in it for Lindor potentially because they can move Seager to second base or something if they want oh, to. So, oh, the rich get richer? Oh, come on. Dodgers, Blue Jays. Blue Jays are going to be very aggressive. White Sox will be aggressive. The Angels might be aggressive, although there's payroll concerns because they have four players making $120 million. Justin Turner, Albert Pujols, Mike Trout. Not Justin Turner. Justin Upton. Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon. But the Angels need to get pitching. If the Angels got Bauer, they might actually, dare I say it, compete. Oh, boy. Oh, it says this. It says the Rockies should go back and get LeMayhew. That's interesting. I, I don't really see that. But I guess for them it would be a good move. And the Rockies Padres, are going to 
Liam Hendricks. The Rockies might try to trade Nolan Arenado. That's coming back, by the way. Oh, oh, if that's the case, I think the Yankees should be involved. It should be. I don't care what anyone tells me. I think they should be heavily involved in that. Yeah, of course. You would love if, to have him. Now, if we – let me ask you this. Here, hypothetically speaking, Yankees miss out on Lindor, but they get Nolan Arenado. What do we do with, um, with our boy at third base? It's probably really tough. Him. You, you think so? Yeah, you'd probably send him to the Rockies, honestly. Urshela. And then what do we do? – can we – do you think that um, Arenado has versatility to play first or absolutely not? He's a great third baseman. He's a gold glover. You keep him there until basically forever. How but, old is um, this kid? Or he's not. Nolan Arenado, he's got to be early 30s, hold, I think. Hold on a second. I'm going to look that up right now. I'm really interested in this. Because if you're telling me that they want to get rid of Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado is one of my favorite baseball players. I he's, love The him. problem is he's got six for 200 left on oh, steel still. Oh, oh, he's 29 years old. Yeah. He's got, you know, huh? No, yeah, like he could play for a while. That's not the issue. Do you think but, the he would – Dude. Yankees have been linked to him a lot in the no, past. No, dude, remember we lost happened. that? We lost when they said if we didn't get Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado the next year would have been perfect. Yeah, but then they did the extension, of course, and he's regretting that extension heavily, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and I think he would love to play in New York, especially when I went to that game in the 105-degree weather when I was sitting in the Legend Suite, and literally I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, this is one of – like, I screamed out, hey, Nolan, and he looked back at me. That was uh, – <laughs> and literally – and the Rockies, he they have pinstripes. I think it would be a lot better than Yankee pinstripes, don't you think? There's For sure, pic- brother. There's a, For picture sure. Right, there's a picture right here I'm looking at on Google, and he's in pinstripes just with a Rockies hat. Take off that Rockies hat and put on a Yankees hat, and it looks perfect. No, no, that not. It'll be fantastic. But speaking of trade cans, it's Chris Bryant again. Expect that. He only has one year left on his deal. Okay, okay. If that's the case, too, Yankees should be involved in that one, too. No, the yeah, the Cubs. I feel like just have to stop playing around with Chris Bryant. Just like trade him already. Are they put? Is he tired of them playing he? Huh? Yeah, the Cubs need to break it up. That's not the same team anymore. Something's got to happen. Are they going to get rid of Rizzo or no? I don't know, honestly. I think you're going to see. Well, Baez is a free agent after the season. Oh, I could see Baez maybe not getting tricked. No, I think they'll keep Baez. Forgive actually. us, everybody. I'm getting excited hearing all these great players being free agents and the Yankees should be interested. Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, which we don't want to talk about really, but he is a free agent. Nah, he, nah, he, could, get, he could go. Trevor Story. Could take a long walk all these guys are going to be in the class of 2022, and that's why they're talking about Seager so much and all this shortstop movement because there's a lot of moving pieces in the free agent class next year. But we also have some gold glove talk to get to. Um, our boys didn't get it, unfortunately. But the fact that Clint Frazier was even nominated is just such a great moment for Yankees and him in such a long way he's come ever since his fielding struggles in 28-19. They feel like a lifetime ago as he's a gold glove finalist. But he did not win it. It went to Joey Gallo. And then Gio Urshela lost out to Kinler. Felafea. And no, I'm not making this guy's up, name up. Isaiah Kinler, Felafea. And he didn't even play all his games at third base, but his defensive war was very good. So he ended up giving him the gold glove. Gio didn't get it, unfortunately, but I think he'll have a shot next year. I do too. I definitely do. It's a shame that they missed out, but you know what? I think they both play exceptionally well this year. I think Gio Urshela was one of the bright spots on our team. Who's so versed? He, when we needed somebody with all the injuries, he was the guy who stepped up. 
And ever since we traded for him, he's been nothing but a godsend. So hats off to him. I think that uh, Clint Frazier, you know, through his struggles two years ago, he's really worked his ass off and it's paying off. So he's got a bright future. For sure. I couldn't agree more. It's also Silver Sluggers, Manny Machado redeems himself after last year. Tatis Jr. gets some hardware. A bunch of players come up away with the Silver Sluggers. But it's um, tonight we actually have some hardware to give out as well. Rookie of the year, brother, ALNL. I got Jake Cronenworth for the Padres winning the NL Rookie of the Year. And I got Kyle Lewis from the Mariners winning the AL Rookie of the Year. Okay, so with this right here, I'm going to um, – Here's my opinion. Um, I'm going to go with um, with this one. I'm going to go f- with – who's that guy on the – oh, the um, Luis Roberts. Oh, you think he'll get in the American League? I think he'll get in the American League. I wish and, he would have. Uh, I'm going to go with the National League. I am going to go with um, – you know what? <clears throat> this is really uh, – Really tough. Hmm. This is really uh You got Alec Brom, Jake Cronenworth, yeah, not, Ian yeah. Anderson from Atlanta might even make a yeah, good case, yeah, no, honestly. I'm 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 just thinking of who I think uh who could be uh can be it. I'm just looking at this. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh Al, you know what? I am good. you said you said the Padres infielder, you said? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Phillies third baseman Alec Brom. I'm gonna go with him. He might. He deserves a lot of consideration. I wouldn't be stunned, honestly. Right. So either. Silver Slugger, we have two potential MVP candidates: Jose Abreu and Freddie Freeman. Do you think either of them gets hardware with the MVP? Hmm. At one point, I think you and I agreed. At one point, Luke Voigt should have been in the running for MVP for how good he was playing early on. Um, I do. I think that Freddie Freeman should always be involved in any award talks. The guy is just a complete study, so uh, consistent in the way he plays. And Jose Abreu stepped up. I do think the – I'm going to go with this. I think Jose Abreu definitely does. I think they both get it, actually. You do? Yeah, I think Freeman gets it. He This year was all him. He dominated. He really did. Bats will be close, I think, but it'll end up going to Freeman. Jose Abreu and Jose Ramirez and – DJ LeMahieu all make great cases. So we're going to have to see. I think Abreu's numbers are just too good to ignore, though, across the board. I agree, 100%. I think he deserves it, honestly. He, I think he had how many RBIs did Abreu have? He had 60 RBIs. He would have been up pace for 51 or 162 if the season was normal. That's crazy, man. He Yeah, you got to give it to him. So they Same thing 60, with Fred. So he had 60 RBIs? Yeah, in so a, in, in 60, a sixty game season, so he had an RBI a game. That's tremendous. Marcelo Zuna had like fifty eight, had eighteen and fifty six. He's a free agent. That's a big conversation as well. But yeah, DJ wanted a second. Donovan Solano, great job, deserves a second. Tim Anderson, the shortstop, of course. Tatis Jr. Yup. I already said Machado, Jose Ramirez, who's in the MVP discussion. Salvador Perez at catching. What a great season for him, despite missing time. Travis Darno won the Mets like get away. How much did I wish they held on to him? Hitting fourth in the NLCS for the Braves. They had to stay Mets Nation a little bit. Absolutely. Mike Trout, of course. Teoscar Hernandez. 
Elroy Jimenez, then Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, all great guys. Ronald Acuna Jr., you can't deny any of these guys. Nelson Cruz is a very interesting free agent candidate, and we'll see if he goes back to the Twins. But, yeah, him and Ozuna got it for the DH spot. So I know we both talked about this. We don't need to say much about this, and I know we're both in agreement here as we're wrapping up towards the end of the show. For DH, I know you want a universal. That's up in the air right now, but it happens in 2021. But there's a lot of speculation the new labor agreements in 22 would have it going as that way. So I think it makes all the sense in the world just to keep it. We don't want to see the pitchers hit anymore. It would also up the market for Ozuna, Brantley, and Cruz. I'm all for universal DH. I don't think pitchers need to hit anymore. It's long overdue. We love what we saw. And I think it's what's best for baseball. And if Rob Manfred was smart enough, he would just keep it and baseball would keep it. I think it's, I think. Yeah. It's a game of the chicken again. Between it, the players it helps and the out. It helps everybody. It helps every team know. involved. It really does. <laughs> it helps everybody. It really yeah, does. Man. It's, it's one of those things. It's got to die. Like some of the stuff in baseball, like some change, most changes are actually terrible, but this one's one that actually needs to be made. So can we at least get this right? We don't need to see the pitchers anymore. Also, the game was so much more fun this year seeing the National Leaguers have DH and not have to worry about the pitchers sending in the World Series. Like, wasn't it so much better? Absolutely, 100%. And also another thing. It gives people more jobs, too. That's 15 new jobs. Exactly. And another thing it does, it also takes away from situational hitting. If your pitcher is doing really well, you don't have to substitute him. Well, Kevin Cash would take him out anyway. He's a jackass. <laughs> or Arabu would do the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, would. all but, kidding um, aside. And also it saved your pitcher from getting injured kid. running running to first base. Tanaka. Um, Remember Chen Wong? Wong, yep. You had the tip of my tongue. I was, that, oh man, yep. I know, I agree. That's something that needs to be abolished completely. So I think we did talk about this before. Now, there is a note that's interesting. Bob Clapfitch actually works for the Newark Star-Ledger, not the Post. So we're going to fix that way. I'm going to fix that later. But um, he said he thinks it's 75-25 the Yankees re-signed DJ. That brings a smile to my face. We yeah, need, he says he's what pretty do you th- confident. What's, what's the uh, contract he thinks? Did they say? No, I don't know what the years are going to be. But I'm guessing, like, I have a number. My, I think four for 85 would definitely get it done, or, like, three for 65 maybe, or three for 70. I could see. I don't know if the Yankees would offer that much. I think those would get it done, no doubt, before he even talks to another team because mm-hmm. I could see teams offering 20-plus. I mean, he's earned it. Right. He did, yeah. I think the Yankees really need to uh... – I think he'll be back, though. Like, everything's saying likely. I know people are getting nervous. A lot of people are going crazy. I don't think we're going to get him back. They're worried about the 210. Well, here's my thing with the 210. I think we did discuss this briefly. I know you want to go over because we always like the over on this show. But um, they got to go over, man. And I want DJ Edwin Door. Me too. Me too. I want both of them. Because the Yankees lineup, that might be the missing piece. Maybe Lindor is the missing piece. The Yankees, Dodgers get bets in the World the, Series. Hey, Yankees hell, get Lindor win the hell, World Series. Hopefully. Hell, hell, the pitching, Dodgers can do it, pitching. why can't we? Right. And here's, yeah. So, in the bullpen, I'm trying to think how what I want to do. Because that's actually the one question I asked. I think I got cut off, unfortunately. I was a few minutes off. Um, 
I didn't get to see their thoughts in the bullpen. They said starting pitching, they definitely know they need a two and they're going to look to upgrade it. And Tanaka, up in the air from what I've heard. I haven't got to fan it on either. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him still. But I'm, I want to say 60-40, he's back. I hope. I mean, we could use him. Yeah, for the bullpen, there's a lot of guys in the market. Like Trevor Rosenthal will be good. Hendricks will be amazing, but I don't think the Yankees want to pay. Could we kick the tires and train for Josh Hader? We talk about this all the time. I would love to. I just <laughs> don't know if the Yankees want to give up what it would take to get him, unfortunately, because it's going to cost a lot to Listen, get Hader. Listen, you got to go. In my opinion, you got to go all in, but you don't have to sell the farm. But I think when you look at it, we've been so close, but yet so far. We've made a lot of uh, adjustments. Need to make more. Yeah. I mean, this has to be the final tinkers, you would hope. I think we did talk about this, how the Dodgers went through a similar process, losing four straight years in the playoffs in heartbreaking fashion. And now next, last year, this year, they finally rose from the ashes and hoisted that trophy. Yeah. Can the Yankees do it also? I really hope so. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees have – have some pieces and we literally Yankees got to go back to the Yankee way, go spend the money and go get the players. This should every year people should fear the Yankees going to get more and more talent adding it. That's how we used to be. Mm -hmm. We need to go back to that. I agree a hundred percent. Do you have any outside-the-box theories, any teams to look out for in the offseason I haven't mentioned? I'm really curious. Any players I haven't brought up yet that catch your I eye? Think, I think that the Padres really – I think what we saw last year, I think that's just the beginning of how good this – and how – They're going to be willing to spend too, for yeah. sure. And, and listen, team, players are going to want to go there. When you think of – Yeah. Uh, base, listen, it's not only the team, the money. It's where you live. San Diego, Julian, you and I know, San Diego is one of the most beautiful cities in the uh, United yes. States. Yes, that's what we need to talk about. You just reminded me, too. The winter meetings, we didn't get to discuss this yet, but they've officially been canceled. Me and Bobby are distraught. It sucks. Last year, we were in San Diego for those meetings, looking at the old pictures and stuff because it's Greg's birthday. Shout out our boy Greg Goldsmith, who we showed at the winter meetings last year. Lives goes back and forth by you up here, but um, that's besides the point, although – He's awesome, but, yeah, last year we were all hanging out out there, you know, going through the meetings and everything. It was good, but, unfortunately, this year they're canceled. It sucks. So, they're doing them virtually, and Greg was saying, like, something about doing it virtually. I don't know. He's probably just, like, messing around. Maybe he has to do an interview or something. I have no idea, but this is – um, it sucks. But we're going to rebound, and we'll be back in 21, I guess. Yeah, no, and, and Julie, listen – Julian and I are distraught. We knew we we were given from a strong source of ours, told us that it was most likely going to be virtual. Yeah, we That's, knew, unfortunately. Yeah, we, it, we were just waiting for the official announcement. Julian said it. We talked about it every day. Right after the World Series, what happened? They got canceled. Numbers mm -hmm. are spiking. That was the plan the whole time. Yeah. And listen, 2021, Ju the winter meetings are in beautiful – Nashville, Tennessee. Which we've never you made bet your before. ass Julian and I will be there covering. We got and Julian and I from two years ago, we're gonna have a lot more. We were we have a lot of plans for the baseball winter meetings. That's something uh Julian and I will become accustomed to yearly. I think that mm -hmm. those few days are, are vital to Julian and I 
with our podcast, getting more and more content as we can. Last year was just the beginning. I think we could get – we have a lot of goals that we want to do. We have a lot of ideas, and hopefully we could get a – what we're hoping is to get a um, – to get a table and you know we could do yeah, our podcast I think live we'll get just, one next year yeah do our I podcast live we'll try to get some uh some people on there hopefully we could get our boy jeff Passon, maybe john Heyman on there get, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> get a few people but yeah no it's um it's been of course he's the one that broke the alex Cora story speaking of Heyman. yeah he does had course. to tweet Heyman first that was like i was like wow yeah it's uh that's crazy, man. I just can't. Uh, what, John Heyman definitely. Uh, M- he works for what? MLB Network, I think. Yeah, he's the MLB he's, guy. He is employed by the MLB Network, and Jeff Passan is a part of ESPN, where he has been literally for the past two years just lighting he's it up. He's been killing it, yeah. And he just kill, his kill shots on Twitter are hysterical. If you guys ever catch those, they're really funny. And you better watch what you better watch what you say to him because he'll put you in that body bag. Yeah, he's not afraid to. And then John, <laughs> he, he does it differently than John Heyman does. John Heyman did it. Remember the thing I showed you, Heyman, and he clowns someone. Yeah, no, <laughs> he but, said, like, but what he said, his, his what he said was bad. I'm shocked the MLB network didn't suspend him for that. Oh, the one thing with the inbox, yeah, that was really ugly. Like I don't know how how he that. didn't at least get suspended. They suspended yeah. Ian Rappaport for the NFL Network for promoting Manscaped, for God's sake. Yeah, it's really weird stuff. This has been a strange year, but yeah, that's the meetings mean a lot to us. But we're I'm gonna we're gonna try to do something for them. Like we got to see what's going on. It's gonna be slower. Like it's just not the same feel. Like. You can't replicate that without being – because, like, once you're there, you actually know. Like, we never knew what it was. But, like, now that we went there, like, we know what goes on there, kind of. Like, do we know everything? No. Can we get in the secret rooms? Not yet. Hopefully one day soon. But you get a good sense of what it is just by being there. Yeah, no, you get – and it's really, like, the when we went, I felt, like, really – I I mean, like, being there, you're you're literally in a bar area having a drink – with some of your baseball icons, and you're and and talking little, about deals and talking yeah, about they're, players, they're, like they're all shooting this stuff. the shit with you. They're taking pictures. Like if you pictures. listen close enough, you could hear the important information. The, th- the thing that's cool about it is that you could literally be at the bar, be like, "Hey, hey, I'm gonna have a uh, this is a Jersey drink, guys, for those who uh, 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 Red Bull of vodka." <laughs> some guy comes up to you, yeah, you get me a scotch on the rocks. You look over, it could be like. Uh, uh, Tony LaRusso. Be like, hey, Tony, I know. Oh. What do you think's going on here? He could give you his full intake, and you could literally. It's it's awesome. Just going there is yeah, just a like different, literally, yeah, different like atmosphere. Yeah, and, like you and, could just go thing, up to him. Yeah, and the thing is too. I think when Julian and I were there, when we were there last year, I, I for me, I could speak for myself. I was kind of nervous to talk to people. Not anymore. I'm gonna go if I see somebody. I'm gonna go up to him and be like, if I yeah. listen to me, if I see somebody, like I'm gonna tell you this. If I see Scott Boris, and he's sitting by himself. I'll be like, hey, Scott, listen, can I talk to you for a few minutes? Can I get a picture? What do you think of this? I'm, I want to, I want to like pick their minds. Like, I'm not afraid of this. This is what we want to do. And there could be a chance, Julian, you and I break a story. Not even the, yeah. the, the um, insiders, us, broke the story. And then they got to tweet us and be like, oh, you guys broke the story. 
Yeah, last year there was a couple chances I might have been able to do that, but I don't want to risk it yet. Like I heard certain things, but I don't want to like sort it out there by myself, like just float on it. But like next time for sure, like I'm going to put them out there and hope and let's hope they hit. They should. I mean, it's going to be fun. You're going to do the same thing, of course. And we will be going down to Tampa for the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll meet some people there. Yeah, no, we got to. That's going to be really exciting. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. Everyone knows football is my thing, how much I love it. And it's in my city this year. And it's, it's going to be interesting about what's going to happen, who's going to be there. It's going to be uh, very, very interesting. For sure. And everyone, thanks for listening to the baseball show. This was a great show. We had to catch up on a lot of stuff. It's been an interesting time. Slow and fast. No player movement, but a lot of other movement. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Got a lot of, we went through a lot of stuff that's been going on. It's very, very uh, interesting. All right. So we'll do the handles. Grunt Talks MLB is YouTube. Check out the podcast. GNT Sports Talk presented by Grunt Talks on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Personal Twitter, Inglardi1. Instagram, Julian Glardy 11 My personal Twitter is BTompson81. My, per- my Instagram is BobbyThompson81. You can catch all our content on GruntTalksMLB.com. Thank you for uh, checking up on us. GNT Sports Talk presented by Grunt Talks. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good one.